Tonight's on the Band for Ringside podcast, the best wrestling match in the history of professional wrestling, probably. Uh, Jericho versus Naito, the rest of Dominion, the Money in the Bank predictions, and a whole bunch more tonight's on the Band for Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark, so welcome to the best the band for ringside podcast i am your host bill vaggy aka international house of kayfabe <laughs> ihawk get it you guys know the burger thing yeah that was the yeah, thing that happened i know I, I was i wanted to go ihawk and i was worried that i wasn't gonna get the laugh but to my right as always we have two beers zach bowman what's going on two beer man I was really surprised with that IHOP thing. Like, I thought it was kayfabe news whenever I first saw it, but that's a real thing that happened. What do you think the B was going to be for? International oh. House of Braun Strowman? <laughs> I mean, that I could put some syrup behind, but... Into <laughs> <laughs> his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Blue Heels. It's all good, baby. Uh, just just grind it, man. Just, you know, going down memory lane, listening to our early stuff uh, a year ago. It's Was it all as good as it is now? Jason's a fucking masochist. Th- I, no, I think I it's, it's fun it. to listen to us evolve as individuals as a show it's it's fun i think johnny depp watches nightmare on elm street maybe 21 jump street was he a nightmare on elm street yeah that was his very first movie he gets murdered in the bed at the beginning wow they were coming at you from shock (laughs) city studios in very stormy it was hailing earlier st louis missouri south st louis missouri uh we welcome you all to the band from ringside podcast thank you as always, for tuning into the show, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys telling friends to listen to us, uh, checking us out on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us at BFR Zach, BFR JCB, BFR Bill, BFR Pod, BFR Pod, Band from Ringside on Facebook, and the band, friends of BFR on Facebook. Tell your friends if they're into wrestling, even if they're not into wrestling, if they like hearing uh, three dudes uh, fuck around and make inappropriate jokes for an hour, just tell them that. Uh, just tell them that we're the real deal. Uh, we're coming, like I said, we're at Shock City Studios. Stam the Mauler Mall is turning the knobs. Just the perfect's in the house. And uh, before we get too far into it, because we got tons of stuff to get to tonight, and we gotta get to it as soon as possible. But before we can, we gotta tell you about our. One of our sponsors tonight is Soul Taco, and they are, they've been here on that day one-ish. They've been here since the beginning, guys. That is Soul Taco. It's that delicious Korean-Mexican fusion food. They got a place in the U-City Loop in Champaign, Illinois, in Chicago, Illinois, in Columbia, Missouri, in St. Louis, Missouri, in Chesterfield, Missouri. Two food trucks driving around the area in the St. Louis metro area. If you don't live around here and you're listening, I suggest when you get here, you get the Soul Taco as quickly as possible. They got those delicious tacos, burritos, quesadillas, all that good stuff. They were They're, at the Saucy Soiree this weekend, and I was there. Yeah. And as soon as I had the taco, I started cutting a promo on the people that were with me. Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck? Because I just did the whole <laughs> spiel. They had no idea, did they? They had no idea. It was great. Maybe and how, and how was the taco? Oh, man. Divine. 
they bring it. They really bring it as hard as they could be brought. I promise, guys. They are a friend of the show. They are sponsored the show. When you go get yourself some Soul Taco, tell them the band from Ringside sent you. And without further ado, we got we're gonna do uh, the Japanese uh, wrestling promotion for the first half of the show it's, and it's the New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, it's Japanese though, right? God, Jesus, get it, get this shit started. It's a New Japan. Thank you. I know what New Japan. I know what IGPW means. I know all that shit. <laughs> we're gonna do that for the first half. We're gonna do the American stuff so for the just, second half. Without <laughs> did I miss it? Yes. <laughs> What did I say wrong? IWGP. I knew that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys. We're starting later tonight, which means I had one more glass of wine. Yeah, buddy. Let's get to our three count. (laughs) JCB, what's the one count? One count, we're going to start with what everybody in the wrestling world is probably already talked about, haven't talked about, are going to talk about, depending on what podcast you listen to. We're going to go back to the main event of Dominion. Best two out of three falls. No time limit. Akata versus Omega part four. Four. Um, 64 minutes, 50 seconds. So I was I missed the over under from last week. It it doesn't matter. It this, was 69 without the rest. Two minutes for uh, in between. Yeah. Okay. So either way, it's, it's 70 minutes, however you want to call it. I think you got to count the rests. Okay, then still under 70, 69 and a half. 69. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Two made jokes there. Ultimately, uh, you had an amazing two out of three falls match. Uh, Okada wins the first fall, which I thought was going to be Kenny Omega because that way you can kind of make it go back and forth instead of making this what easily made it a, a way better story where Omega has to win two out of three falls against a guy Ooh, that hasn't guy lost he's never pinned. Yeah, he's never pinned. He's, he pinned him at G1. Oh, he did pin him at G1. I, you're right. Uh, hasn't lost the title in 700 days. Long as most title defenses, the whole shebang. I'm sitting there, you know, it's the sun is coming up and I'm sitting there like, how in the fuck is Kenny Omega going to run off two in a row to win this shit? This shit that... I was like, "This is a, he, you know he's going to win the second fall. You know that. But is he going to win this third fall? I was like, man, there's no way. Wherever it was, I just wanted to see where this ride ended. Of course, he wins the second fall and then goes on to win the third fall with one of the nastiest V-triggers I've ever seen in my life. It was like literally coming in to the screen like 3D shit. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, he I, mean, I was like, god damn it. That was a great example of New Japan's like cinematography, like, that was intentional and that was perfect. And he jumped right through the screen. It was beautiful. Brought him up for a quick one wing angel. And then before you know it, I looked up and I'm just kind of like blanking. I'm like, did, did that just happen? History made, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny Omega is now your new IWGP heavyweight champion, beating Okada two out of three falls. Absolutely amazing. Now the big question is, where does this rank in the pantheon of wrestling all-time matches? Before you answer that question, go. Tubeer, what do you think? What did you think about that match as you were watching? Because you also watched it live, correct? Yeah, so that was very fun. Uh, I took a brief little nap, and I set my alarm for one caffeine, baby. 150, and I was not forward-thinking because I was a little buzzed up. So I was not forward-thinking. Set my alarm for 1.50 a.m. And I'm like, all right, if I get up, I get up. If I don't, I don't. I got up. You don't, you don't. You better get your ass up. I got up, fired up Twitter, 
fired up my New Japan app and am so happy that I did because this was the greatest wrestling show that I've ever watched live, uh, without a doubt. Not only did we get to see the greatest match in the history of pro wrestling, arguably, I will argue that point, we got to see the two greatest wrestlers in the world giving the performance of their lifetimes in the same match at the same time at the main event of the best wrestling show I've ever watched. And to do that with all of you guys that were on Twitter and even though JCB was in St. Louis and I was in Edwardsville, like, you know, everybody, Blood Girl Raven, like all them, like I felt like we were like all watching it together and like we had a moment. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was, it's, it's me bouncing back and forth between a, a private chat group and then going on Twitter. So it was a lot of going on, but I had a, I thought it was amazing. It was a great show from start to finish. And I know one of the big things is, and Bill, you can jump in after this. It Everybody's talking about, you know, the time of, you know, the show, four or five hours. That didn't feel like four or five hours or whatever it was. If it was nine, it felt like six. As soon as one match ended, another one began. There was no, you know, let's pay the commercial bills. There's no, you know, great promos that WWE does. They do great promos. They do great production. There's just a but couple good video packages beforehand. Yeah, but outside of that, we... St- after one match, we started on the next. Go ahead. Uh, I would say that it's inarguably the greatest match of all time because it was the culmination of a 18-month story of which all three of us have watched all four matches. I mean, uh, I would say that they're, two, they're the two best wrestlers in the world right now at the top of their game. And can you imagine the pressure that was on them to create a match that would build on now we'll get to this a little bit later but uh kenny omega versus okada one was january 4th 2017 so we're going then there was there was one then two was the draw then three okada one and then four we have this right and the match one three sorry omega one three but um kind of fucks me up because they both start with O, so right. I, I do it yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, but to have this match have shades of all those other matches throughout, and then at the end, when neither one of them can barely stand up, and they're both throwing weak punches at each other, like, it's the height of storytelling. I think it's the height of wrestling as an art form. I, I like, and I say that without irony, like, like if you're going to tell a, a long story, like this is Rocky in real life. This right. is Rocky without a movie. Right. And the match was almost as long as a movie anyway. Right. And it just was this be- one, this one, just this one. I know. And two lasted an hour. Three uh, was almost 30 minutes and one was long. It was 40 something minutes. Yeah. 40 something minutes. So to me, this is the height of the art form. And this is the way, like, you know, it's like Tony Hawk had to do a 1080 before any... I don't know if Tony Hawk did. He did 900. Right. But somebody else had to do it before somebody else could go after it. I'm right. not saying that they're the... T- I'm not saying that there weren't matches before that were the best at their time for what they could do. But I'm saying for what wrestling is right now, this is the best pos- possible match that could have happened. It's the best thing that could have happened, and it did happen. And it did happen, and they both... 
there were no botches. There were no slow. I mean, there were no slow points. They told an entire story through sixty four or sixty nine minutes or whatever. They were it was. throwing drop drop kicks after the sixty minute mark. Throwing I, full drop. I, kicks. I saw people on Twitter saying they were crying at the end of it. I wasn't crying. I did. I did exclaim a few times. Like I, I had literal tears in my eyes whenever that ending happened. You cried. I had tears in my eyes. I was so just emotional over the entire thing. Having followed it this whole time and just to see and experience it. And it wasn't necessarily because I wanted Omega to win. It was just like, it was just relief. Like all that tension that was built up over the past almost two years and that relief that like, this is what we're going towards. Like, and you know, just the excitement. No, I agree with that. I, I wasn't crying by it. I wouldn't say by any means. I was laughing. I, no, I was it, like, I laugh when stuff's really cool. Like when something's like so awesome, I can't even believe it. Like I laughed a bunch of times. I was no, like, oh my god! If I was at home, I'd have marked out so much more. I mean, I was at Tinder's house. I mean, I didn't want to wake up the whole neighborhood. But ultimately, I will say this: it was a it was a great two year journey, give or take. You couldn't have scripted it any better. Is it the best match of all time? I'm going to respectfully say no because I can always come up with something at a different point in my life that was just as good, made me feel as good. It To me, it's not. It's about the feeling that I had after the match or the feelings that I have during the match. Is there tension in this match? And there's always another match that I can come up with that, equals what I felt that morning. That being said, I'll take it this far. Is it the best two out of three falls match I've ever seen? Yes. That I can say. Is it the best match of all time? I can't say that. Well, let's break down the falls real quick because I think it, it's it's worth doing. You mentioned it a second ago. So first fall, they go more than 30 minutes before the first fall happens, which yeah. we talked about WWE just doing that like one fall in 30 seconds. Yeah, it's, like, the, bullshit. it's the worst thing in WWE when they have a two out of three falls match because the first mall first fall always happens in one to five minutes. Yeah, and and, it's, it's garbage. And two out of three falls is dangerous anyway because you're going to lack some investment from the crowd uh, initially, but there was never any lack of investment. These guys went on more than 30 minutes, and Okada just wins with like a, a very Bret Hart. Yeah. Kind of style roll up. Yeah, it was like, like it was very Davy Boy Smith, yeah. Bret Hart, like yeah. SummerSlam '92. Exactly yeah. It was not with the Rainmaker. It was not yeah. with the Tombstone. So, like, not only are they calling back to their own matches, which is worth noting as well, they're calling back to like some like wrestling history. Like that was cool. Yeah. So that happens. Second fall, you know, you're just wondering, like, oh my god, is Omega going to do it? It was the best possible way to do it because now Omega has to beat the guy that he's only ever beat once and no one's beaten in almost two years, two times in a row. <laughs> and he gets him with a one wing angel, which has never been kicked out of by anybody. Thank Very you. Protected. Thank you, John Lemonade, for setting me straight on Facebook. I. I did. I just thought that uh, Okada had never kicked out of the one wing angel. Most protected N- finisher in history. Yes, and that that is good. Yeah. I have no problem with it. And then we got to see this blitzkrieg of like the you know that happened like twenty minutes later. So then we get this blitzkrieg of you know back and forth. Unbelievable. And these guys are just so exhausted. We get callbacks to their previous matches. You mentioned the spot where 
you know, we had at the Dominion draw my favorite spot of that match, which was until this match, my favorite match of all time, where Omega is so exhausted, he falls to his knees and Okada misses him with the Rainmaker. Yeah, you so love we, that spot. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. So we get a call back to that where this time Okada is so exhausted he can't even hit, hit him with the Rainmaker. And he's like, the ah, one that's exhausted. Ah, and we get that, that devastating V trigger. Then we get this snap one wing angel that we've never seen. Omega's never busted out this snap one wing angel. And I mean, just and it, it fucking looked, crazy. It looked dangerous too. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, hands down, I know Bill's. You know, uh, wondering what our second favorite match is, um, but I do want to say this match would not be what it is not without these two guys, definitely, but not without the booking of Gato and the oh, it's, it's New incredible. Japan guys. It's long term and the long term booking. We yep. would not have this without this long title reign. Yeah. This is what Vince is trying to do with Lesnar, and it is failing on every aspect. But it's like one of those things, though. We're like, we're like, like if you watch a TV show that everybody's like, you know, like I, I'm a dork and you're a dork, and we've both read all the Game of Thrones books, and like you watch Game of Thrones, and somebody might step in on the middle of it, and they're like, oh, I really like this. And it's like, yeah, but you don't really get how great it is. It's like, if you if you stepped in on Omega Okada 4, and you had never seen any of the other matches, much like if you stepped in on Game of Thrones, like The Mountain versus The Viper or something like that, and you had never watched or read any of their Game you of might Thrones. You think it's cool. You would think it's cool, but you really don't, you really don't get it. You know, and I, I, I know this is the height of... It's like gatekeeping and elitist, but it's true. Yes, it, it really is. And like, uh, thank you very much. It's been... Zach just corrected my microphone. But <laughs> failed. It, so cute. It was incredible, though. It, I mean, it was incredible the way they called back to old matches. And I will say that my second favorite match of theirs was the first one. Of this trilogy, or oh, not even trilogy anymore. Uh, wow, all four, man. Uh, I, I would say that the first, the first one was my favorite one. It's also the one that I was introduced to them on, which I know that is a lot of pe- people's favorite. You know, your, I like your favorite bands, your favorite band's favorite album of yours is the one that you got introduced to them on. Your favorite movie is probably Empire Strikes Back because you might have seen it before you saw New Hope or whatever. But no, it's only because it's better. Duh. Whatever. God, I'm not getting it. I should never mention Star Wars. What the fuck Duh. was I doing mentioning Star Wars? I was saying, you just stepped in some but shit. But Omega Okada 1 is my second favorite match of all time. I and, like the draw. And I've watched all four, and I was new to New Japan when I watched Omega Okada 1 just 18 months ago. And I would say that these are four out of the ten best matches of all time. I- I'd say I, at I, least at least three out of the four are in the top ten for me. They're definitely four out of the best ten matches that I've ever seen. Yeah, I can if say that. If not four out of the best eight matches I've ever seen. Because I'm like JCB, I like the draw more than the first one, but I mean, it's like tomato, tomato. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's no we're, really point arguing. It's yeah, like personal preference. Really spreading hairs at this point. But the fact that... Well, it's like, my, the, are you more in the spots? I mean, the first one had a lot of spots. It was very spotty. Yeah. yeah. But like... Which I like spots. The I funny like thing is, is my favorite match I've ever seen the best match I think I've ever seen happened Friday night like or Saturday morning the one before that Domin- or you know my second favorite match is Dominion the draw like those are like my top two matches now I mean I could like you know split hairs and you know figure out some other ones but my visceral reaction 
to this saga is two out of the four matches they've had are my top two favorite matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Which is insane. That's insane. Man. And that that's all happened. Well, three out of the four matches have happened since we started this podcast. Yeah. That's Which crazy. Is, it's crazy to think about. That's crazy. It means that we're in a golden age of wrestling. I yeah. I really think that we golden are an elite. I really do think that we're in a golden age no, for, of wrestling. No, for New Japan, without question. No, no, for everything. For professional for wrestling. wrestling. Okay, if okay. You, if you take away all the promotions and just watch the matches, yeah, okay. we're in a I golden age, age of wrestling. I can deal with that. There's plenty, there's plenty things that are not New Japan or WWE that I still watch, and, so, and, and you still have good, good matches out there that are not those two promotions. And as much as I hate, Dave Meltzer, and as much as I, I don't hate Dave Meltzer, I just think he's a jerk, and I think he's an elitist, and I think that not everybody has as much time to devote as he does to watching wrestling. I certainly don't, and to watching wrestling That's and, his living. And I know, and I, to watching wrestling and think about wrestling. He said something on Twitter the other day. He goes, because somebody was bitching at him about Raw, and he goes. You know, I, I bitch about Raw. I bitch about Raw just like the rest of you people do. What I don't get is the people that bitch about Raw but only watch WWE. Like, if you want to bitch about Raw, go out of your way and try to find something else to watch that you might like, like New Japan or like Ring of Honor, something else. Progress, that, anything. Yeah, without question. That, but that's what I end up doing about I also ago. think that people are programmed to, myself included, to just watch I like watching on Monday nights. I like oh, watching. We're you know, creatures of habit. Yeah, and I like watching on Monday nights, and I like pay-per-views that come on on Sunday, and if pay-per-views on a Saturday, you know, like this week, we have TakeOver on Saturday, and I'm not going to be able to watch it live because my life is not set up to watch shit on Saturdays because my wife and I hang out on Saturdays. Now, on Sundays, she knows that that's wrestling time. So WWE has done that to me. Thanks, WWE, because I'd rather watch TakeOver than Money in the Bank. But I'll see you, I'll see you on Sunday, Vice. Which, by uh, the way, Melter gave this seven stars. So what do you think about that? I think that seven stars has to be the ceiling at this point. Like, he keeps upping the game. Like, the but, last But last only with gave. this saga. No, that's he the funny gave, thing. No, he gave Naito, uh, Jarek, or uh, Naito Omega 6.25 or or six sure, or something I, yeah, I like shouldn't that. Say that. Like yeah. he, he, but it Okada's the the but common, five, common denominator here. Five was the ceiling, yeah, forever. And in the last couple of years, he keeps upping it. Se- you have to have a ceiling, yeah, man. I'm just gonna say at some point, I know seven has to be the ceiling. So five this should be the ceiling. I mean, why does seven have to be the ceiling? Five because, should be because more than it's enough. it's like the dunk competition when. The dudes, there's a dunk in the first round, and Hakeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewing stand up there, and they hold up tens, and it's like, you guys haven't even seen the good ones yet, and you guys are already holding up tens. It's the same fucking thing with Meltzer. The new baseline is And he did it to himself. But, I mean, that's if you actually care about the ratings. That's the thing, is people get so worked up over it. You don't have to care about it. It's all subjective. That's his... Opinion. Well, I only, I only care about it when I'm sitting in this room. <laughs> <laughs> that seven, seven's the new ceiling, and that's what we're at. Can I do the two count? Yeah. That'll bring us to our two counts. Two beer. What you got? Uh, two count. Uh, I guess we're we're just taking a step back, and we're we're talking about uh, Naito and Jericho. Yeah. Uh, which um, might not. I mean, like we could go either way here. So I mean, we could talk about Hiromu and Osprey. 
Um, we could even talk about Young Bucks and um, Evil and Sonata. Evil and Sonata. We'll do those in but, the next game. But we're my point is we're only talking about Jericho Naito because of the card, the way it landed on the card, and. This had the toughest spot on the card. We talked about this last week. It's you also were, Jericho, though. I mean, we're talking yeah. about because it's Jericho. You knew that Jericho and Aito were going to pull something out of their sleeves to make some kind of an impact based on being in between the two you know, best junior heavyweights, which is arguably the most exciting kind of portion of New Japan right now, especially coming right off the Battle of the Super Juniors, and then this momentous saga that is the greatest thing we've ever seen in pro wrestling so uh what do they do they get fucking violent (laughs) and jericho comes out he looks like uh a cross between the crow and clockwork orange i was thinking clockwork Orange. constantly reinventing himself i think don Callis even called him malcolm mcdowell yeah yeah you know he 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 looked the part i wasn't a big fan of the look but whatever this is the point just the just the way that he can reinvent himself and he can be the silly you just made the list sparkly jacket guy in wwe which was probably the seventh time he's reinvented his character and then he can come over to japan and be this uber violent and instead of saying you just made the list just calling everybody a fuck face no shit and then come out with this face paint and brutalize Hiromu, powerbomb him through a table, tear open his fucking eye. It looks so bad. I mean, just brutalize him for three full minutes before he throws him in the ring and then and then tells Red Shoes to ring the fucking bell. <laughs> yeah, he said, ring the fucking bell. I mean That was after he grabbed the he grabbed the camera, camera from the guy <laughs> and gave the finger while he was filming <laughs> yeah. him. I was about to say so that, that's like Rockstone Cold after, back in the that's day. That's after a couple months ago when he put Red Shoes' son in the walls of Jericho. I mean, <laughs> the guy's a genius. He's uh, a genius. So good. And I mean, these guys just had a brutal match. I, I will mean, say the fatter he gets, the more concave his chest is. I know, Stop. He, but he's got he's still got a six pack. <laughs> Let that bag live. I mean, he's got a little belly. He's got a little belly. Got a little belly. He tweeted, dude, dude. He tweeted just the other day because people were making fun of him because of his belly, and he tweeted his six pack. Like, I mean, that's Photoshop, dude. I watched him wrestle Naido. He, we're getting bogged down the road. Yeah, anyway. Stuff. Anyway, he's in great shape no, for fat. his age. Yeah, for his age. Dude, yeah. he's, I mean, he's so on tour I. for like half the year. I mean, what do you want from he's, him? He's a literal rock star. Yeah, I mean, this is what you're going to get from Chris Jericho at this point. This is not the Chris Jericho. I'm just happy he's not dead. Yeah. Chris I'm Jericho surprised he didn't use a Vader bomb. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, now, see, you act like he blew up to like 300. I mean, anyway, come on. Here's the real thing. He <laughs> goes over Naito. Here's what we really need to talk about. He goes over Naito. <laughs> And the number two belt in New Japan, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, he's now a 10-time Intercontinental Champion if you want to combine him and WWE. But the number two belt's all out of the picture because Jericho's not at the Cow Palace. Uh, Jericho is not all in. Jericho is not probably going to wrestle He already said he's not going to no, wrestle. He didn't win the belt, though. He did. No, the belt wasn't. Yeah, he did. He took the belt. He's now the, the belt was IW, not, He's the yeah, IWGP he's champion. Intercontinental Champion. The no, belt was on the line. Don't 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 do this. To they yourself. said right. I don't just watched the match. I just watched the match I, today. I, I they said that the belt was not on. I know they fucked it up. He is the champ. Just oh, so just, they fucked it up. They fucked it up. Yeah. They said it. I remember them saying it because I was awake and I was like, "What? That doesn't even make sense." So why are we having this whole? He started up beating him. Oh, wait, so he does have the belt? He because is the Don, champ. He's I the watched champ. it today, and no. Don Callis said he didn't have the belt. No, he yeah, but is that the was champion. A, that was a 
total. Yeah, I don't know if they got some it wires up. crossed yeah. or whatever. But don't. I was going to well, say that's a bad fuck. That's a bad fuck up then because they, okay, they, <laughs> they said it was a nine. They said it was a nine. Don Callis said it was a non-title they match. They made yeah. a mistake. Okay, okay so. So you're not so you're not blaming not blaming me. I'm, no, I'm it's trying not your not fault. To, yeah, I'm saying, don't argue this one because you're wrong. But I he, watched the backstage commentary commentary after the fact. Jericho had the belt on his shoulder. Yeah, because I was I was well, so high. Really I was so high afterwards, and I wasn't actually high. I wish I was high, but I was so high on adrenaline that I watched all the fucking backstage stuff afterwards because I couldn't go to sleep. And uh, yeah, so he is the champion. So yeah. this leads us into an interesting situation where Jericho is not going to wrestle. In the U.S., as the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, because he's still a Vince guy and he still respects WWE, and this is what he said. And granted, Jericho is always misdirecting, but the next pay per view, New Japan, he's scheduled to tour with Fozzy. So, I mean, there's a potential where we don't have the Intercontinental Championship on New Japan cards for months and months. I don't think that's going to hurt it. I mean, there's. There's plenty of tiles to go around. I mean, the U.S. tile then just moves up a little bit more towards the uh, the front of the class. I don't I don't think that's a big deal. Ultimately, I think this is more the bigger issue, at least in my mind, is now where does Naito go? Um, if you're going to have one, okay, and does this mean that he wins the G one and then you know we jump him again back to the front of the class? at the top of the uh, 2019 year at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I think that to me is what I'm, what my question is coming out of all this. Where does Naito land in the big picture? We'll see. I, th- I think that my favorite thing coming out of that match was uh, that um, Jericho was having so much fun as being a pure heel man. He oh, was yeah. having so much fun just being cut loose, just working the crowd, not giving a fuck, having fun with beating up Naidu's wearing an all-white suit and unbuttoning the suit before he lands a bunch of forearms say, into man, his face. My boy face. is looking clean. You fucking up his suit! Uh, and I th- I think, it, like, <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have all that much time to talk about it, but I think, just to put a little germ into everybody's heads, like, we have to start thinking about Jericho as being one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time. Like he's reinvented himself so many times. And I know it's always said, but now he's in new he's Japan getting over with a totally different culture, getting over with a totally different culture. that he hasn't been with since two, since 1997 with the best in the world, Omega and Naito, who's one of the five best in the world. And I think that's something really interesting that we should start thinking about. We have to get to our three count. And the three count is just the rest of the card, and we got a lot of predictions to get to. Uh, the rest of the card, I would say my favorite other match was probably uh, Osprey versus Takahashi. Uh, Osprey, sure. I'd love to see his long jump numbers. Like, I'd love to see <laughs> oh, him dude, actually When he jumped him. off that ramp? When he jumped off the ramp, he went... He must have he, sprinted like... Easily 20 feet, though. I mean, he easily went 20 feet. I know you're going down off the ramp, but like... It didn't seem to bother him that much to do that. You know, like he went flying. Uh, yeah, uh, other favorite matches off that Dominion card? Yeah, I mean, I, I love that. Those guys are, are both great. Great. Uh, the Young Bucks match was especially good, and I thought it showed really great storytelling. Uh, and for- choreography. I mean, like, choreography might sound like a dirty word when you're talking about wrestling, but man, like, 
There were times when uh, one young buck would fall off the turnstile, fall off the turnbuckle, and then another guy would cut, or, and Sonata would come up and try to kick somebody. And then, and then Matt Jackson would come up and elbow the other guy in the back of the head. Like just perfect. it was beautifully choreographed. And I mean, those guys are great. Uh, they, and they're doing it on the fly, right? Yeah. And What's up, Hamilton? I mean, <laughs> for Let that bad way I'm not the kind of guy that would say that the young bucks can't sell. I would say that they don't sell a lot, and that's kind of part of their shtick. But they showed in this match that they can sell. Uh, you know, Matt's uh, back has been Matt's back's up been since, fucked up for yeah. months. And watching uh, Nick, thirty super kicks in a match is kind of cool. Yeah, and Nick sold the the ankle like this whole time, and that was super fun. And you know, like we said. Last week, you know, if you're going international, you go with the Young Bucks as your as your heavyweight champion. So the one I would even say down match, and I wouldn't say quote unquote down uh, Bullet Club versus the Legends, where you had Cody, Hangman Page, Marty Scurll, but it was still a fun match. Okay. Like I said before, ultimately, at the end of the day, the whole card was good. You could pick out the match that you think was the best. Obviously, I'm going <laughs> to go with everybody's the, got Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, I'm going to go with the, the crowd on this one. But I think the biggest takeaway from it, and especially going into predictions to WWE and uh, TakeOver, whatever the case may be, is how streamlined New Japan is. It might have been four or five hours, but it just went right on by we stopped one match we started next after the fact then we you set up storylines for the next round of matches coming up and it all i've never watched the backstage comments until this time and now it just made things make more sense yeah. okay and i was like okay i walked away from it, it was like you know what new japan knows what the fuck they're doing oh, and then if at the very end it, if they can figure it out and make it a global thing it's really gonna be at the, the very end they just showed one single okada dollar on an empty arena, on the floor, a dirty Okada dollar on the floor of an empty arena. I mean, that cinematic. What, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, one more key say. And I'll do it for our three counts. Hey guys, you gotta check out our other sponsor of the night. That is JJ Twigs on Southampton. JJ Twigs. They are. They haven't been there since day one ish, but they've been there since day two ish, <laughs> and. Uh, it's a personal favorite spot of mine. If you go down there anytime, you might be able to find me. My personal favorite is the Super Mario with homemade chopped meatballs, fresh basil pizza. You should try it with the mushrooms and onions. Mushrooms certainly aren't my thing, but I definitely like the onions. Uh, the Meet Me in St. Louis is like their meat lover's special. It's Italian sausage, LeGrand's beef, pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and bacon and cheese, obviously. Somebody fucked with me on uh, Twitter the other night. I, I was saying you don't need more than three toppings on the pizza, and they were like, what about cheese and sauce? That's not a topping. topping. That's, that's a di- given. Yeah, that's given. Yeah, the cheese and sauce are already there. Yeah, that was going to uh, say that's geometry. The Chuck Berry is pepperoni, mushroom, and jalapeno. Like I always say, I always go there on Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons after I wake up after bartending, watch a little bit of soccer, get that rise and shine with a touch of butter, the eggs, a cheddar cheese, and Canadian bacon. World Cup time, baby. World Cup time, baby. Go to JJ Twigs for World Cup. I promise. Tell them that uh, band from Ringside sent you. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. That's JJ Twigs in Southampton. This is banned from ringside. This is banned from ringside. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it that, baby. <laughs> yes. 
All right, guys. Oh, shit. Sorry for that money in the bank. Predictions. What's up, champ? Yeah, you looked at me. I'm, I'm glad he decided to acknowledge the fact that he's last year's champion. Who's yeah. champ? Zach's champ. Zach's champ. Zach is champ. Zach. We're reigning, defending, <laughs> undisputed. <laughs> he must have had like three fireballs when he was waiting for us. So, we're keeping the same rules as last year. Same rules uh, as last year. I have not received my chop yet. Everybody, I'm going to receive my chop. Oh, he's getting the chop. Uh, don't even tri- don't get it twisted. We're going to let Sam the Mauler Mall go first. The men's money in the bank is Rusev, Miz, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, an unnamed person from the New Day. They haven't said who it is yet, and Bobby Roode. So, Sam, why don't you step on up to the microphone and uh, give us your prediction. So what am I predicting? Uh, last to first. Like, the, the person you think is going to win the least to the most. Uh, so starting from least, I'm gonna say Kevin Owens. That hurt, Bill. It really did. He's my dude. New Day, Samoa Joe. I'm off. I'm off that joke. I'm not doing it anymore. Just say <laughs> that. uh, hey, it's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new me. It's a new day. He <laughs> uh, just stepped on his joke, joke man. His joke was good. I don't even know who I've picked yet. Uh, then I'm gonna do Miz. All right. Then Rusev. Rude. Uh, Finn Balor, uh, Braun Strowman. Did I do them all? Yeah, not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, not bad at all. I think he left Braun Strowman at the end purposely. He's like, I've heard of this guy before. I'll go, I'll, I'll go next. I'll go next. Okay. I will go. Uh, Bobby Roode is being the last. All right. And then I'm going to go. New Day. New Day can't win. Are we really like who's gonna who's gonna go for the New Day? It's probably gonna be Kofi. Kofi, so he can do the spots, yeah. right? And um, just the fact that they haven't even announced it means he's not gonna win. I think KO's gonna be next. Um, God, this I'm br- going Braun Strowman next. I don't think Braun Strowman's going to win it. Uh, I have. So Bobby Roode, New Day, KO, Braun Strowman. Oh, shit. No, I already put it. I think Miz is going to win. Samoa Joe second. Uh, Rusev fourth. And Finn Balor third. If that didn't make any sense to anybody listening to it, trust me, I wrote it down. (laughs) He wrote it down. I'm I'm looking at him. Go ahead, champ. You're next. All right. Uh, Bobby Roode's last because really. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor after that, because really. <laughs> well, I don't uh, know about that. New Day after that, because really. Uh, Rusev, because they're not going to put him over. He's already over. Uh, Braun Str- anywhere in the top four. Uh, Braun Strowman, there's never been a big guy to win it. He doesn't need it. It's never it, It's never happened. Yeah, he doesn't need it. I, will, I wish I would have put him last. Uh, Samoa Joe, ultimate opportunist. He's in my top three because of that. New haircut, too. New haircut. Uh, only only problem is uh, he has not been healthy, and I don't see them putting it on him worrying about his health. Oh, I forgot to bring up the one count about uh, Baron Corwin's got a haircut. Oh, we can talk about that in a second. Uh, n- next is KO. He's the one that I really want to win 
My dog. My dog. I think Miz is going to do it, partially because uh, he won in 2010, and he is a much better talent than he was in 2010. And I think he deserves a nice little run with the WWE title. He'd look good with it. He would look good, and he would play the part better than... I mean, AJ's a talent, but he would play the part of champion, and he would put that title back over for whoever took it from him. Yeah, we're not... Okay, uh, JCB? Least to most. We're going to go Bobby Roode as least. I'll go Braun Strowman after that. Give me Finn Balor. Any of the New Day. Don't give a fuck who it is at that point. Uh, Racist. Shit. Your New Day shirt's in the car. I don't, you shouldn't be saying anything. You're going to be wearing that tomorrow night. I have a New Day shirt in the car? Yep. Why didn't you give it to me when you came over to my house? Pancake power, baby. I was going to say, I want you in front of. I, I want. I'll pick the most ridiculous Tuesday shirt that you're going to wear tomorrow night. And Jack Patrick's, we're taking a picture. We're going to put it on fucking Facebook. I got to wear it tomorrow. Work. Yep, you damn right. Jack Patrick's, Jack not Patrick. a sponsor. <laughs> uh, where do I leave off? New day. Rusev should be next. Then from that point, I should have three open spots. Yeah, you got Braun, Joe, Miz. I thought right. you already said Braun. All right, so all. Did you already say oh Braun? yeah, you already said Braun. Okay, hang you on. Yeah, Braun is seventh. Yeah. Okay, then uh, that, I didn't say KO. Then did I? No. no. Take KO out. Uh, put KO in the Braun spot at the three spot. All right, that's fair. All right, so now we're going to go to the women's Money in the Bank match. You're up again, Sam. It's a good order. Sam, everything oh, else you can just give me a one or a two. This is the only time you gotta talk. Me and you I, don't matter. I just always feel like Sam doesn't He's want to talk into the mic. He tough just wants, shit. He just wants to Instagram all I night. Know, tough shit. Just get paid for Instagram. And- <laughs> <laughs> I want him to talk because it makes him uncomfortable. It doesn't make. No, him it doesn't. Un- He's more comfortable on the mic than you are. I'm gonna shit on all these people. <laughs> I'm putting Ember Moon last because she sounds like an anime character. Yes. <laughs> Then Laha Lana. He's doing so Lana. Lana. Only one name. Yeah, sure. Mom. Uh, Then Becky Lynch. Yep. Sasha Banks. Yep. Natalia. Is that really how you spell her name? N A T A Y L A? Natala. I'm calling her Natala. Then Charlotte Flair. And then Becky Lynch. You already, you already said, said Becky Lynch. Lynch. Uh, then Alexa Bliss. Okay. Oh, you got one more. Naomi. You left out Naomi. Yeah, I don't. Nah, put scoot her down some. So, who am I replacing her with? Uh, just move her down like three spots. <laughs> to Natty. Yeah. And you went Natty go one. No, I meant just like take Naomi. Because I, le- I forgot. I left her out. Okay, like, so you're putting Alexa... Bl- yeah, just slide her in there. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, this I'm is not a computer, I'm man. I'm writing in pen. <laughs> All right. All right. Delete cell. Merge okay. cell. Get with the time. Did he say get with the time? Yeah, he said get with the time. Fuck him. All right. We got spreadsheets over here. All right. All right. You're up, Jace. Okay, least to most, we're going to go 
Natty because I think she's going to be into some sort of feud with Ronda Rousey. It doesn't make sense for her to have the money in the bank. I'll go Lana next. From there, I will go Naomi after that. From there, I will go Charlotte, uh, Bliss, five, Sasha, six, Becky Lynch, seven, and I'm picking Ember Moon as my upset pick to win the women's money in the bank. Hold on. You were going really fast. Natty, Lana, Naomi, Charlotte, and then... Alexa Bliss. Okay. Sasha, Becky, Amber Moon. Holy shit. Okay. All right. Zach, you want to go? This is almost the opposite of what I have picked. Uh, Amber, I have it last. Yeah. Uh, Then Naomi. Then Becky. Then Lana. Then Charlotte. Then Sasha. Then Alexa. And then I have Natalia taking it just because of the Ronda Rousey thing. I think that's what causes the tension. Cash in that night? Cash in. Maybe not that night, but cash in on Ronda. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, Ember Moon going last. Lana is second to last. Uh, Alexa Bliss is third to last. She ain't going to win. Sasha Banks is fourth to last. And who am I missing? Oh, Naomi. She's never going to win. <laughs> so I have, I, have Natty, I have Natty winning. I have Natty winning. Okay. I, I, I'm with you almost the entire way. All right. So now we can mm. get into... Now we can get into... Uh, what? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Keep it going, man. We ain't got time to be arguing. All right, so now we have uh, some big matches coming up. Yeah. We have AJ versus Nakamura in the last man standing match. Uh, Sam, who you got? AJ versus Nakamura. AJ Styles versus Nakamura. You can throw up a two for Nakamura or one for AJ. He's going Nakamura. Um, Jason Bell, you haven't gone first yet. What do you think? I don't know what to think about this, man. You went first last time. No, I didn't. It's the first time I've gone first. Um, Did he? No, I didn't. I don't. Jealous? <laughs> no. Just trying to be. I'm, accurate. I'm just going to be not. I'm just going to say Nakamura because apparently they're going to have some sort of program after this, where house shows have AJ and Nakamura, which means absolutely nothing. But I'm. Mean, I don't see why Somebody's, you waste four or five de- title defenses on Nakamura if he doesn't. Somebody's been reading the it. dirt sheets. <laughs> I always read the dirt sheets. I mean, that is, that's not go. That's not go. That goes without saying. What do you think, Tubir? Uh, same thing. I don't think you have this many defenses without Nakamura going over. I mean, what the hell's your point? What does Nakamura do if he doesn't win? You know, is he wrestling Jeff Hardy now? I mean, yeah. you know, that, that, I can't that, imagine Nakamura not winning. You pick the stipulation. I think it might be some bullshit where like he, uh, you know, ties AJ Styles' feet to the. Just do something. Ring post or some shit. Like, we're like, I don't. But I think it's going to be, I think it's time for Nakamura to win, correct? Yes. 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 I mean, we're ready for a Nakamura championship run. Yes. They fought three times. Apparently, they've fought five times, four for the title, some nonsense like that. I mean, it's just, it's way too much. Now, a year ago, now, this is what I've learned in a year of doing the podcast. A year ago, I would have said AJ just to make it exciting. But now, I'm just taking <laughs> what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I was about to say same thing. Because I don't want to take two chops. <laughs> same thing, Obi. 
All right, we got Nia Jax versus Ronda. This is a lot of matches on this card, guys. Too many. Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Sam, who you got? Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Nia for one, Ronda for two. It's taking Ronda Rousey. Uh, I also will take Ronda Rousey, and I think it's going to be a squash. I think that Ronda Rousey will put her down in less than five minutes. What the fuck, man? You out your goddamn mind. Ain't no way. I Ain't think no way. I think the exact same thing because what the fuck are you two drinking? There's so many Listen, matches. All, there's so many matches, and also this is a perfect opportunity to have a short match, play to Ronda's strengths, and also to mirror her UFC beginning where she won with an arm bar the first like five or six matches she ever That's had. That's my dude. That's my dude. I mean, she won with an arm bar. She has the world record for UFC. Hey, put your money where your mouth is. Take Nia Jax. You know. For like 30 seconds, that almost worked until I realized you're trying to Jedi mind trick me. I do the Jedi mind tricks. You don't do that. Okay, nice try. I'm an adult. I don't talk about (laughs) Star Wars. I have a podcast about professional wrestling. (laughs) Where are you taking? Take Nia Jax. I really do. I really want to so bad. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be that stupid. Even though, even though Ronda Rousey, you can't take a chop. I sure can't. (laughs) I say even Ronda Rousey won the night before, not the night before on Raw. That usually dictates what happens on Sunday. I'm going to stick with everybody else. I'll make it unanimous. Ronda Rousey wins on Sunday. All right, now we got to start hurrying up. Carmella versus Asuka. Oh, Jesus Christ. Carmella versus Asuka. There you go. One for Carmella, two for Asuka. And just a heads up, it's rumored that James Elworth is is going to be at this show. Sam's taking Carmella. Who are you taking? I'm going to take Asuka. She gained nothing by her loss at JCB. WrestleMania. She's got a... I'm going to roll with Mr. Perfect on this one. I got out Carmella. I'm taking Asuka. Interesting you, split. You, you can't keep it off for too much longer. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. One or two. <laughs> Sam, Sam's taking Roman Reigns. I will take Roman Reigns also. Zach, who you got? Uh, Roman Reigns. Who you got, JCB? I got the one finger up in the air for those who can't see because that's everybody. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Uh, we have the Burden Brothers versus the Club. You Sam, say the Burden, Burden Brothers? Brothers versus Burden Brothers versus. Wait, Jesus Christ! The like, Bludgeon Brothers. You got marbles in your mouth? No, Burden Brothers are a band that I'm very into. Actually, that's why I this has also been moved to the pre-show. Burden <laughs> Brothers is the guy from the Toadies. It's his band. Stop! Stop! Mm-hmm. I love the Burden Brothers. I only wrote down B Brothers, and when I wrote them down, I was like, I'm just gonna say Burden Brothers. <laughs> Bludgeon Brothers versus the Club. Who you taking? I'll take the Blumber Brothers. <laughs> I can't believe Sam would make fun of me like that. <laughs> and he took the mic too. He was like, like you could he tell was, he was excited. He was, ready, he was ready to make fun of me. Right? I know that was good. Go ahead, champ. I got the Bluster Boys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wish it was the Good Brothers, but it's not. I'm taking the the Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even come up with something. I was going to say Blister Brothers, but that doesn't even sound good. Just make it a queen sweep. All right. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Sam, one or two. Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn. 
taking Sammy Zayn. Oh my gosh, this is Sammy. where this is where he starts losing. Falling back to old habits. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley in less than five minutes. Damn, it's a four-hour show. I fucking uh, I hope it's not. Four, I would say four minutes is or five minutes is. I'm just not saying it's not more, more than enough time. Nah, I'm just gonna it's gonna be a squash. Okay. All right, so uh, the last two ones are interesting. Uh, we have Seth Rollins versus Elias. Uh, Sam, who you got? Seth Rollins or Elias? Seth Rollins. Um, Zach, who you got? Seth Rollins or Elias? <laughs> no way Rollins jobs. He is the pinnacle of WWE right now. No way jobs? No way jobs, even though I like Elias a lot. Uh, if anything, it's a dirty finish. If... If Elias doesn't job, it's going to be a dirty finish. So I'm going with Rollins. JCB. I'm not going to say there's no way he jobs because at some point, Roman Reigns has to become the champion. Brock Lesnar has got to go to UFC. So this could be an opportunity to set up a a Seth Rollins-Roman Reigns match. I wouldn't be surprised if the job happens here. I'm not going to put my money where my mouth is on this one. Remember, if there's a DQ, it's whoever walks out. out retaining. And, and that's kind of more of the reason why I'm leaning towards Seth Rollins on this one. Yeah, This is where last year's Bill would have said, I'm going with Elias, but I'm going to go with Seth Rollins just because... I don't Seth think Rollins this is the is, first time they're going to wrestle. They, I don't think somehow it's you, you have to extend this feud. I will say, though, that this feud has been one of the best buildups going into Money in the Bank that there's been. Especially because every other buildup is garbage. Yeah, but this buildup's been pretty good. <laughs> I mean, a lot like saying I'd rather eat like off of someone's no, plate instead of eating that. out of the bus tub. No, no it's, like, it's, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's that bad. <laughs> Eli- Eli- There's Eli- not saying- a single build on this card that is any good. <laughs> Eli- <There's> a single <laughs> one. <laughs> Elias saying that he... I know you're looking, I'm looking at Instagram. I'm looking at the card. You're looking I'm trying at Instagram. To, I'm, trying I'm trying to, to see if I'm wrong. I'm just looking at the card, and it's all garbage. I'm telling you that Elias saying that he received this guitar from John Mayer, there can't yes. be a much better, a much better <laughs> uh, famous person Come that he could have lied to white about. people. Yeah. <laughs> to white people saying he received them from Sean, talking about he's John Mayer. He's from R&B and hip-hop. I'm like, John Mayer is not hip-hop. Oh, that's cultural appropriation <laughs> to the max. Nah, I've lost control. Uh, Sam, Daniel Bryan versus Cass. Who you got? Daniel Bryan won. Cass, two. Oh, He's taking shit. Daniel Bryan. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, who are you taking, JCB? Daniel Bryan or Cass? I got to pick an upset at some point, and this is going to be the upset pick. I got to pick Cass. It doesn't make sense for you, for us to go down this road. Cass has got to get some sort of win out of this. I mean, Daniel Bryan's going to win the war. I think they really uh, Cass should win I tonight. think they really sold the leg injury the other night, Tuesday night, so I think that Cass wins this. I hate to say it. I would, I would love for Bryan to win and put this to bed. But I think Cass is going to win, and then it still might be put to bed because yeah. they'll, just get, they'll just not follow Extreme up with anything. Yeah, they'll just have somebody else come out. Yep, yeah. for sure. Okay, guys, those are our Money in the Bank predictions. I will see you Sunday night, Vice. Hey, guys. Uh, we got a quick takeover predictions. Real quick. Oh, shit. We got takeover predictions, too. Sorry. Uh, just real quick. Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. Go. Uh, give me Baszler. Baszler. Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. Sam. 
Nikki Cross. I'll go Shayna Baszler. Uh, uh, Al Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan. Black. Black. Sam? That's pathetic, man. You should go out on your own, man. Uh, he picked Black, yeah, why he's picking out? Ricochet the Black versus Velveteen Dream. Ricochet. Ricochet. Even though I want Velveteen Dream to win so bad, Ricochet kind of needs What do you say? Velveteen Dream. I'm going VD. Oh, Y'all go Ricochet. Sam's going to be us all this week. Uh, oh, we shit. have Undisputed Era versus uh, only Lorcan and Birch. Yep. It'll be a good match, but no way the Undisputed Era isn't walking away with this. I'll say Undisputed Era. Yeah, Was Undisputed Era. That, no, that Undisputed Era? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Giant Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. I got Champa only because they're gonna keep this going for one more match. Tommaso Champa versus Johnny Gargano, and it will be the match of the weekend, no doubt. Moro Ronaldo or no? Johnny Gargano. Sam goes Johnny Gargano. I'm gonna say Johnny Gargano. What do you say? I'm gonna say Champa, and don't be surprised if Candice LeRae or. EC3 have something to do with the finish of this. All right, that's going to do it for our predictions, guys. Thank you for hanging out. We know that you, we know that there are a lot of podcasts to listen to, and we appreciate you listening to ours. You know, there's a couple of birthdays coming around this week. Chuck Palumbo had one of my favorite angles in WWE ever. I can't believe you even like that. Chuck and Billy? Yeah, that was brutal. Oh my god. That, god, was, that was tough stop. No, oh, it was so great. That was that was that exposed gay America to America before there was anything gay out there at all. That was in like 2002. Okay, fine, fine. That was great. That was 8 years before Brokeback Mountain. Chuck Palumbo, 47. <laughs> Happy birthday. Went to college in Missouri. Oh, uh, that's why ba it's a big deal. Bailey's 29, Ultimate mm. Warrior. Is he dead? Uh, very. Spending more time with family. Uh, he's 59. <laughs> the Sandman? He was he's also alive. a horrible person. 15, 55. <laughs> Not Sandman. Razor is 24. Bruiser Brody is 672. Was R.I.P. Coco Beware? I think he's still alive. 61. Tinder Mahal! Tender Mahal, Tender hey, Mahal. the fourth horseman of the band from Ringside <laughs> by happy, hey, birthday. happy Birthday. I think he's like 36, you old motherfucker. <laughs> what? Hey, everybody, we pre we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to you, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to ours. For JCB, check. For Two Beer Zach Bowman, for Sam the Mall or Mall, Check. for Shock City Studios, Check. for JD Twigs, Check. for Soul Taco. Check. I am International House of K Babe, K Fabe, Bill Baggy, and everybody! Booty Heels! Booty Heels! Booty heels.